0: She Evolved, a podcast dedicated to empowering women through storytelling. I am your host, Sashay. Take this journey with me as I show you how to turn adversity into power and discover the beauty within. Hello and welcome to part two of the Turning Adversity Into Power series. I have with me here Faith Arwan. I pronounce it right, Faith Arwan. Yeah. Yes. We are going to be talking about some of the culture shock that she endured when she came to the U.S. How she overcame that. Um, Faith is from Nigeria. I'll let her tell you a little bit more about her story. But Faith, why did you decide to come to the U.S.?
1: Okay, so... The U.S. was never in my agenda. It was never in my places to go, ever. I always thought about Europe because most of my family went there. and you didn't, Oh, really? I didn't know that. You didn't really hear about a lot of people. I mean, people wanted to come to the U.S., but it wasn't really an aspiration of mine. Not until I got a scholarship. To be part of an exchange program, to come to the U.S. for a year, um, live in America, you know, experience the whole culture, the high school, the families, how life just goes on here. Mm -hmm. But it was a culture exchange to kind of clear a lot of the stereotypes people had about Nigeria, and also the stereotypes that we did have about um, Americans, and you know, because we always had that separation because. I was living in the North, and, you know, America has not really been on our best, you know, side of lifestyle. And why is that? Especially especially when it came to, like, you know, women, people either thought... Americans had a lot of freedom. People oh. could just do whatever they want. And we're very conservative people. We Nigerians overall, Nigerians overall, and especially in the north, we because it's majority Muslims, but I'm not a Muslim. And but it was, you know, we're just very conservative people and we just felt like, you know, the American lifestyle was not really you know, our kind of it was of, too would, out there. It was, it was too, too out there. Okay. It was too wayward, as some people would say. Wayward? What yeah, does it's that mean? like it's like too. I don't know how to explain it. It's like too circular. It's too like circular. you guys. And I either dressed inappropriately, spoke inappropriately, oh, okay, yeah. or just talked to Elvis the way you wanted to. But right. we were very, you know, strict. We had More way, structured? Yeah, structured and cultured. And we had a way of doing things. And we had uh, values that kind of aligned with us. Either it was your tribe but or it was your religion. So it was mm-hmm. either one or the other. And we felt like America didn't really have that. So people, it wasn't projected to us as America was like. A, a positive break, thing. A positive thing. And a I positive was, place. And I didn't really get to see a lot of that. So, Did you see it on TV and stuff? I or think TV was that promoted it, really? that. And, you know, when we saw other people who came to America and came back, their lifestyle wasn't really that great. Either oh, okay. They were either doing drugs or you heard, like, bad stories about people who yeah. went abroad and their life changed. Okay. Total opposite of what Totally flipped on their head. Yeah. So it was just, so I always had that. But I didn't get the chance to clear that stereotype. I didn't really know if that's exactly Wait, what so it was. What
0: are the stereotypes about Nigerians then that people have?
1: We, we're fraud. We do a lot of fraud mm. <laughs> to you know, we basically money. Anything that came to okay. money, we cared about that more. I mean. Nigerians, we do love our money, but <laughs> yeah. we, we really are not what it's been projected out there. And I think it's not even just Nigeria, but just Africa in general. You had to come and educate people that you know we are we have different countries. Africa is not yeah. just one big country where everybody knows each other. Right. Um, some stereotypes is like you know we're not really living in a modern environment. Right. Like y'all live yeah, in huts or in something. Like, huts, like you're not in yeah, a yeah. Like we we did live in huts. We have lions in our, you backyards or something. And we, I think part of that is media. Exactly. You know, when people
0: see African media, it's not always the best picture. Exactly,
1: yeah. People all all had that. Or that we didn't speak English or we didn't really go to school like people did. You know, just like maybe we're like behind a couple years, but... Mm-hmm those were all stereotypes we were you know we were pretty much up to date we had t- somebody asked me if we had a tv in my house who asked you I that know, and because i need was, to know some exactly. names exactly it was like you know in high school the first time i came and you know people were just you we first came to yeah, the u.s yeah and i just Ooh, like child, and at that I'm time y'all. and I'm at that, that time y'all. i had like this weird look i'm just like the heck like you had a what weird, yeah like i was like looking at them like are who you, do you
0: stupid think, who do
1: you think i am like right you know but, you know, I just looked at them. I just said, yeah, we do have TVs. We have There's more lots than of one other, in our house. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so. Because Africa
0: is one of the richest continents yeah. when it comes to, like, exactly. resources and materials. Exactly. Right? Like, like, raw and materials. And an
1: exactly. So it was just really interesting that, but, you know a lot of, I, at the time I was like, well I don't blame you, you haven't really been out there to you experience, haven't been exposed. and that was an opportunity for me too, to, to ex- teach to teach and which experience which is what your program out. was for, exactly, that's what the program was for, I was here for a whole school year uh, you know, I came to America, I was just like thrown right in, I mean we were prepared but I think nothing still prepares you for the experience itself you yeah, have to just go through this it, this definitely is yeah, a, it's a but, lot to take in, but you know, I think that was probably the most life change an experience for me because I really did overcome a lot of those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I saw that, you know, these are actually people with actual lives. and Right. And they're not know. all doing drugs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we had the whole thing of all Americans are fat because everybody <laughs> goes to... <laughs> fast food and you I know. literally was like, No, that's not, <laughs> not how true. everybody was. You yeah. Know? You know, people here trying to live healthy and yeah. <laughs> uh, people are very ambitious here. Like mm-hmm. people take their careers and their families seriously. Yes. You know, you, you do have genuine Americans. And I did get to see that. And I did get to see the other side, too. I mean, maybe I wasn't directly there, but I got to understand that, you know, every country has their own problems. Right. Just as we do in Nigeria, Americans has theirs, too. And, um, you know, the whole exchange program was quite the adventure. I loved it. Loved my family that I lived with. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you still talk to them? Oh, yeah, we still talk. Uh, I still have friends that I had from high school till today. We do communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one of the biggest takeaway from me was that I could really accomplish a lot. Because being in Nigeria, you know, you're kind of in a box and you're limited with your resources, what you can do. What Why you do you can say achieve. that?
0: Like, I know you mentioned women before. Can you yeah. talk a little bit more about that? I think that?
1: I honestly, it's like the it's like the African thing, you know, Men are being put on a different pedestal than women.
0: Is it like a hierarchy type Yeah, of- I mean,
1: it's just it's just like within our nature. Men are either always always seen as a leader. Yeah. You know, a woman, if you have money, if you think it's your husband that's giving you all that money, or yeah. you're probably sleeping with some man, it always oh, had geez. to do something with a man-man. If you start a business on your own, people don't believe that you can start from the ground up. you yeah. feel like there's a man behind that, sponsoring oh, everything you okay. do. And um, even, you know, education too. If women don't pursue education to the highest level, nobody really blames them. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not really... Men are more expected to have those ambitions. Okay. Um, Especially in the North, you know, you can easily get married at a very young age and nobody's really going to have a problem with that. Right. Uh, We have a lot of... So... Just being in that environment it's like you're very limited with your dreams and aspiration. I mean the country alone has its way of limiting you, but I think even your environment where you grew up in yeah. you know plays a fa- a role in that so but my parents did a great job like putting us in the right schools, um, you know paving the way for Pave us to in. making sure that you knew yeah, that you can chase your exactly ambitions and- to to have access. I think education was something that my family then play with because they felt like it was a way out for their children to accomplish a lot. Definitely. And you know, they you know, they always let us know that we can't limit ourselves. Even if there's a lot of things that get thrown at you, you can accomplish all that you want. And so we did that. You know, my mom was a very strong-willed woman, and Mm -hmm. she had girls, and she said... All girls? Yeah, she said, "Oh my girls are definitely going to make me proud no matter what it is. So as that opportunity came, when I went back to Nigeria, I think one of the first genuine conversations I had was to be honest with my family about what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I told my mom and my dad about how... This experience really changed my life, and they did see it for themselves. They saw how better of a person I was, and I told them that I did want to come back to the United States to to further my education and possibly have a future here. And I think my mom was like, my parents were so excited when I said it. Because they didn't think, they didn't know what the experience was going to be for me. And I genuinely told them that I could really do a lot. Like, the opportunities are way... Great for me, especially mm-hmm. you know, even if women anywhere go through it, but I feel right. like I had a better chance, like, okay. my work would be appreciated. If I actually did put in the effort, I would be able to succeed. You would reap the reward, yeah. So, my parents, I think my whole family, my sisters, everybody came on board and really supported that. Oh, wow, it That's was amazing to have yeah. your family support when oh, you yeah. decide to Absolutely. really chase your dreams and you just go after it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. It was really hard. You know, because you know, you have to think of finances today. You have to think of, okay, I'm not just going for a school year now, I'm going for a really long time. Yeah. I might not get the chance to come back home as often as I want to. Right. So, when you do want to visit your family, you have to save up a lot of money because yeah, I can only really imagine how exactly. much a ticket it, to Africa it, is. It does take, you know, it's very expensive to get a flight ticket. And at the time, you're just coming and, you know, You have to make that decision. Do I use my flight ticket money to go home or should I just put it towards my tuition, which Uh, I should just pay it off, you know? so So you think about that. And then, you know, just being an international student, it's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. compared to other students. You know, you're paying way more tuition. You oh, have gosh. to pay I it. I didn't even think about those Yeah, things. you have to pay it by the end of the semester else you can't register for the next semester. What? Yeah, you, it was just oh. those, those type of things. Okay, and yeah. You had to... So we actually had to take our work seriously, you know, because I could literally feel the, the cash and the everything get oh, out gosh. of my whole family. Everything that you were sacrificing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, but, you know... They knew that's what I wanted, and I think we were very hopeful, and were are very religious family, so we knew that, you know, God was going to make a way yeah. somehow, and we did, you know, I did graduate, but man, the journey was not easy, let me tell you, like the... What are some of the challenges you face with the culture shock, and just... Like, let's start with, like, the physical things. The food was a big change for me. I got, like, I don't know if... I, you would call it food sick or just food, food poisoning, poisoning in yeah, general. food poisoning. like the first couple of days it was really tough what me. were you eating when you first got here just the normal things you eat like anything that had cheese in it i would oh. throw up get sick go to the bathroom because okay. i didn't really eat cheese like that okay but that happened my exchange year or two but when i went back home it was a couple years before i came back so that happened again even if i knew the food yeah um I did have those challenges. The one that I never got over till today is the weather. Uh, the winter yeah. is just brutal. <laughs> brutal. For me. I right. Hate, I hate that every time the winter comes I keep asking myself, Why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I here? Why am I doing Iowa, this to myself? Where we had yeah. a freaking polar vortex. It's, exactly. Yeah. I keep telling myself, like, why am I still in Iowa during the winter? Yeah. You know, and then I think when the summer comes I totally forget about it and then winter comes back again and I'm back to that same routine right so I think the weather was a big difference for me um, another one was you know waking up and seeing different people with different skin color every day it's, yeah it's very I think in the beginning even my exchange actually my exchanger it was traumatizing because like because ah! I it was like a whole it was like I was out of space or something so you went from seeing People who looked like you all, all the time, people, everywhere. Everybody, everybody looks so and what spoke Place like me. in
0: Iowa where you in? Or were was, you in I was Iowa? actually in Cedar Falls.
1: Yeah, you were in Cedar Falls yeah. in high school. <laughs> yeah, I was you went too. to Cedar. I did not know. I did. I went to Cedar Falls High School. My oh, talk about white then. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about very white then. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very, it was a very Caucasian environment. I had no idea. And you know, I mean, a couple different places we traveled before I got to Iowa, we did have those. But I had my Nigerian community with me that we were all traveling together. Okay. But I think when I got separated from them, I had this anxiety, and then when I came to Iowa, it was like so different. It was small it was just it was just a lot to take it honestly yeah. like I, I don't know how I did it but honestly I you're just, still here I just did it and you know I think that's just one of the determinations that I had that I was gonna go through every experience right. whether it be traumatizing whether it be scary whether it be exciting I was just gonna do it all just go for it exactly yeah, no regrets because I wouldn't have that chance to do it again. So, right. you know, it was all worth it. I mean, now I'm used to it. Um, but, you know, that the feeling of going back to Nigeria and, you know, just seeing everyone in its own elements and yeah. where I'm from, you know, there's nothing like it, you know. Oh, okay. It's always going to be home for me. But yeah. I did have to adjust to that. Um, How did you overcome those
0: challenges? You
1: know, I, I think I just had to... Uh, I don't know. I just grew, grew. It grew on me, you know. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't. Kind of came to that decision of, this is my, ho- this is my home for now, you know. Like, this is where I'm going to be. Yeah. Um. But I think building relationships with those people really mm. did help. Cause you know, it's just I just saw my friends. You know. Yeah. Um. They become your family. Yeah, here in they become your family, and then it's like you're excited to see this people, and it really did make it better. Honestly, creating those relationships and friendships. Yeah. But then I think coming back yeah, to definitely. college, it was very important for me to find a community of my own. So African Union really played that role for me. Oh, when you came
0: to U N I, exactly. Because I know you went to Ellsworth first. I did go to then. Ellsworth.
1: Well, the nice thing about Ellsworth was that it was a white town, but the college was, it was actually black. was black. Yeah, was, there was the majority
0: of students there are people of color my boyfriend went there too. yeah
1: so <laughs> so that's where you know that was so much easier for me but mm-hmm. when I stepped out of that and came to you and I was very important for me to you know create find that community for me like I right. did Ellsworth so African Union really did that and played a role in me Justin and you know just growing right and then you know it was hard you know either going to class i was in college of business either being like the only grinding b- the black woman in class and it was just it was just really Don't different i know about that you know it yeah. was it was it was really tough sometimes when i saw some you know either minorities or asian students you know it was it was kind of comforting because you, you know, because like, it was like up? you know we know how it is you know yeah and, but you know as time went on it just it just like like i said it just grew on me. Well i'd and like to say you're doing pretty well now. <laughs> yeah, Graduated yeah. college, yeah. you know, exactly. married. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was it was pretty it's been a pretty amazing journey so yeah. far and i absolutely love it. It's i wouldn't change anything at all. Mm-hmm. I think everything was meant to be the way it was. It definitely fell it, in line the way that exactly. it needed to. Exactly. And, and the way it was i think to. i really give a huge kudos to my family for Being okay with that, you know, Mm -hmm. I I feel like I was I was like I just turned sixteen when I came back from the U.S. I came to the U.S. I can't imagine being that young and going
0: on that journey. I
1: came to the U.S. I had just turned fifteen, so Uh that was the farthest away I've been from my family. uh I don't even know what I I don't even know. Now that I think about it, I was literally fifteen. Like that's crazy. I was fifteen going through all that experience. And I, um, but I had to grow up really quick too. You yeah, know? It really, it really did good for me. And so when I came back for college, I intentionally made sure I was 18. I was up to that age right. to be able to, you know, full-on grasp everything that was coming at but me. But you would a... have, you know, built up that resilience. Exactly. You know? I did. Like, I did. After going I going was... through
0: that, what can you not overcome? Exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, if, before I came back the second time, I, I was like, okay, I needed to be, like, mentally ready. Mm-hmm. I had to be physically ready. I had to be spiritually ready. Which because was running laps or something. It, Talking like, about physically No, literally. Because, right. uh, you know, like... I needed me to be physically strong for what was about to come. Right, you know? I knew that I would be exhausted. I would. I came in the winter, so I knew. You came that, in the winter. Yeah, too? Yeah, I came in January, so oh, right in the I middle of it. You know, I needed to make sure I was healthy enough to get into that whole yeah. shebang, so. Okay. But it did it did turn out good. I mean, yeah, I, would I, so yeah, yeah. I would say so, too. I would say so, too. I'm, I'm
0: ex- happy to have been done with university. <laughs> right. And I think that it's so interesting just in the way that we're connected, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Like our boyfriends are yeah. brothers. Here.
1: Wait, it, it's true. It's funny how we met. And When did I still we meet, remember, exactly? I still remember. Oh, I remember the first day I met you. Uh, we were at Ellsworth. I was... Uh, it was my last semester there. Mm-hmm. I had already... I knew Timothy, obviously, because we were friends, you were friends before. You were friends, right. And, and we had our little friend group, and Matthew came that, that semester, and we had... At the time, we were just... We were friends. We were yeah. just growing our relationship, but um, I remember Timothy came. He told us, you were coming to campus, but I was living off campus and Mm -hmm. I literally I was told that you were on campus and I said okay I will be done with my things and I'll come and, and meet Sasha. Yeah, and I think we met on the way. On the way, I was going to campus, but mm-hmm. I had to go do something before going to the dorm. So I saw uh, you. Oh, were Timothy t- and I like walking to the gas station or something. You, were, we you must guys have been. were walking yeah. towards me towards my apartment, mm-hmm. and I was coming towards campus, and I met you. Yeah, for the first time, and we said hi. And I was I was actually running late somewhere, <laughs> so I had to leave and like go running so, on CPT. Yeah, that. so exactly. <laughs> so that's what. So that's how I met you. And I think after that. We just like kind of saw each other. You showed yeah. up to campus quite often. Yeah, I definitely. I was there like every weekend. Yeah, and that. then I then I, I was told you go to UNI, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to UNI the next semester. Mm-hmm. And, and then I don't even know how we moved, what when we met on campus, but I know we. did don't meet either. At some point, I don't and, either. Yeah. I don't yeah. either. But I am grateful because I think that you have such a
0: valuable story to yeah. hear. I think that. You know, I've known you for a little while, but I've yeah. just learned so much about you just in sitting here and like yeah. I had no idea that yeah. you went to Cedar Falls High School. I did. I, I had, did. had no idea. I'm sure my
1: picture is still in the hallway somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Someone oh, gosh. took a picture when they went there and they said they are like faith you. I saw what I looked like and I was like, I was such a baby. <laughs> yeah. I was so little. Like I was literally a little person just yeah. walking in the halls and I was like a junior and I was way young. I was so, mm-hmm. like my age I should have been a sophomore, yeah. but yeah. I was a junior at the time, and it was... You're doing quite, your thing. Doing difficult. your thing,
0: too. Yeah. I really appreciate you yeah. sharing your story and everything. I hope that the listeners can take something really valuable from it. I think that you've built up so much resilience yeah. throughout your entire journey. Absolutely. To see you here, married, starting yeah. a career on Monday. Yeah. Yes. Could tell me about your job really quick. Just tell me about your job that okay. you're starting.
1: I am... So I just got an offer, a full-time offer as an operations manager mm-hmm. uh, with target distribution. Yes. So it's it's a lot more in the supply chain and logistics arena. I yes. did double majors, so I studied MIS and I studied supply chain. So it's really nice that mm-hmm. I found a career in supply chain. And uh, I'm going to be a manager, you know, I'm going to be doing, you know, doing a lot of Thinking on my feet, organizing, working with people—I'm really excited for this. A team of like
0: forty plus people, right?
1: Exactly, a team of forty plus people that you're gonna be managing. I am. I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, you know, it's it's gonna be a new arena for me coming from John Deere. Yeah, it's it's gonna be quite uh, an eventful and. Rewarding experience. Yeah,
0: you've done some amazing things. Absolutely. I just have to. I I'm so it. proud
1: of you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Thank, so you. Proud. Thank you so much. And I
0: really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah. Um, please stay tuned for episode for part three of the turning adversity into power series thank you so much for joining faith and i it was yeah. great go follow her on instagram yes. she's awesome yes. and she also has her own youtube channel what is it called
1: youtube channel is just my name faith Aaron. so all right go, go subscribe, subscribe to her youtube okay <laughs> yeah. she's
0: got some great videos up there thank you so much thank Faith. You. thank you for
1: having me you're welcome it. it was great